I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to the show today. And today I really love who I have on. His name is Darren Davis, and he's the founder and senior leader of a church called Harbor Church, which we hosted one of our prophetic nights uh, just recently at. He's such a visionary leader, and Darren's calling is really to see transform people, transforming culture. He equips people and empowers them to minister within their sphere of influence, which is really empowering as a senior pastor. When you deal with a leader like Darren, you actually, you see somebody who not only empowers people, but there's residual fruit and ripple effects throughout society. And in the part of Florida he's in, it's not the easiest place to pastor, but he's made it one of those places that God has uh, just is blessing right now. And he's married to Wendy Davis, who's also, she's amazing. She's a physical therapist, but she also helps somebody in the church. And their prophetic story of how they got to where they are today is just really God guiding them step by step into a very fruitful life. I really enjoy who they are. You're going to enjoy them too. You're going to really love their story. It's really empowering and impactful. And you can't listen to a story like this without feeling like God, me too. So listen with big curiosity ears as we go into some stories of breakthrough and some real life lovers of God. Come on up here, Darren. We're so glad to have you. Welcome to your church. Have a seat in my comfy stage that's actually yours. That's perfect. So you guys, I mean, this is a pretty epic location. We were just talking about it behind the scenes, how God planted you and placed you here. But you guys aren't from this area of Florida. You're from South Carolina, I believe, and then also Birmingham, Alabama. He, he looks at a sound guy. Excuse me. You're my, my sound um, team. I actually grew up in Montana. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Butte, Montana. Wow, that, oh, look, there's some Montana people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad was, this is a crazy story, Evil Knievel's pilot in the 70s. No. Yeah. And so we lived in Butte, Montana, and then ended up getting an athletic scholarship to the University of South Carolina, where my bride was waiting there for me. Nice. And, uh, in Columbia. And so, yeah, it's been a journey. Uh, 30 years this year we'll be married Congratulations. in September. So amazing. Now, when they say that, they look like they got married at 10 years old because they're so young. I'm like, 30 years, but we got married at 10. I don't know. It was 13. It was legal in South Carolina at the time. So, yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um, We had a kind of a conversation um, when we first met and then again before this session. And you just talked about how you guys were really shaped by hearing God's voice and the prophetic culture that he brought you into that wasn't familiar to you. And most of what you're doing right now is because of him speaking to you or putting something inside of you. So take us a little bit on that journey because you're pastoring in kind of a hard region to pastor. Not that the people are hard, but just the dynamics of um, all the land development and just the cities changing and, you know, redeveloping again. I know in all big cities in, in America right now, it's, um, we're considered dead zones for church planning. It's really hard for new churches to plant because of bureaucracy, city infrastructure, the majority of churches that fail right now in America are because of financial failure, not moral failure, not anything else but financial failure because they can't afford to keep their pastors paid and the church rent, churches rented or the buildings. And so you guys have been thriving here for a number of years, but God sent you to this area. But tell us some of the story. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the prophetic, I mean, just the whole concept of being able to 
to see and to hear what the Lord is saying and have that encounter in your own heart is, is dynamic, I think, to what the Lord is up to on the earth right now. And, and, and not being raised in church and my wife being raised, Wendy, in a, in a very traditional uh, upbringing, we were never exposed to, to this kind of reality. And I think until you experience it for yourself, how can you even begin to give that away? And so, you know, in the business world, out of university for several years, uh, working as an executive for Walmart after meeting Sam Walton, that's a whole other story, found myself in the nation of Albania in 1994. Wow. And that was right when the communism wall came down over that country that was one of the only totally atheistic states in the world, they say, historically, no underground church, and saw the, the literally like what revival looked like before my eyes, you know, oh, wow. like, like the book of Acts unfolding um, just everywhere I went as, as we were on this journey, this adventure, my first time ever out of the United States. And so we're sitting in this uh, mission house, the pastor and I that I was with, and I noticed that there was some, you know, activity going on the other side of the room, and I, I locked eyes with this old gray-haired lady, and then after she was done, she came over to me, and she said, young man, um, I know you're in the business world right now, but God has a calling to bring your leadership to the body of Christ, and you're supposed to move to Dallas and go to Christ for the Nations. Oh, my God! And so what, <laughs> what I didn't know at the time is this was Frida Lindsay, the founder oh, of the school with awesome. Gordon Lindsay, right? But what's ironic about this is my wife's brother, Scott, we had just had an intervention with him three months before because he was considering leaving his job and going to a Bible school in Texas called Christ for the Nations, oh, wow. right? And so, you know... I, I, we were talking to Scott. I'm like, Scott, that is so irresponsible. You have these children. <laughs> You're going to leave your career and move to Dallas, Texas. And so I think, you know, it all began with God coming and showing us that, that his purposes and his ways, you know, are, are bigger and beyond anything that we could make up in our own design, you know, to find our way and our, our course and our path through this world. And so that's really how it began. And one little piece to that is, is when we went to Dallas, you know, was thinking, well, this time's going to be about learning theology and learning how to preach, and, and it actually wasn't that at all. It was, it was God revealing to me his heart, wow. and we were just talking in the back about the father heart of God, and, and, and that is, I think, such a key integral part in the prophetic to understand who he is in his heart, right? So we're there, and by the end of the school, I actually knew less of what we were supposed to do than when I went there, you know, thinking, <laughs> and I got this whole thing figured out. And there was a guy by the name of Sam Brassfield who was a, a guest uh, teacher, and, and a move of God broke out in one of the classrooms that, that was across the street, and we finished in the, uh, the main auditorium where I was at at the time, and I walked across the street, and all these young people are laid all out all over the room. Oh. God's touching their lives. And when he walks in, he goes, when I walk in, he goes, young man, and he said, bold as a lion, and he said, by the time you're 33 years old, you're going to pastor an influential church in the Southern Gateway City of the United States where there's going to be a collective move of God among many, many churches. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I haven't even spoken to you about this, but now we're seeing in this region uh, an organically organized, I call it, move of God. Now that you're place. 33. Yeah, well, yeah, well when we <laughs> 33. Um, wow. But, you know, after coming down here when, at 33 and, and some, now plowing here for 17 years, we're seeing that word, you know, unfold in our midst as we've learned to partner with God in the prophetic yeah. and declare these things over. Let's, over let's go back there a little bit. When he gave you that word, 
what was your reaction? Like, I mean, did you know that God would give you a word that could possibly move you and change your destiny on that level? Was that like, yes, I own this, or I don't want to do that? Like, talk about that for a minute. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Is that what you said, Wendy? I don't want to go to the South. Yeah. I love the wisdom that flows off of you, the Q&A that was just before uh, our time together here. But um, you said that sometimes you get words that you just need to hold on loosely yeah. and just kind of let it have air to breathe and have space to kind of go. And, and I think because he said pastor, that didn't really resonate with, with what I thought of pastor, mm -hmm. you know, especially back in that time. You know, I thought it was a guy that wore a suit and tie every day and sat, sat in an office and listened to everybody's problems all week. You know, that's what yeah. uh, pastor was. So, and I had a heart for a young generation, move of God, the nations. That was what was kind of in me. So originally I, I, I discounted um, thinking, oh man, here's this move of God taking place, and, and this guy missed it, you know? Wow. Um, that's what originally happened. And then it was three years later that we were in the nation of Brazil, and uh, Brazilians, Brazil! boa noite. We love you, Brazil. Yeah, come on. Um, and, and the same exact word came through another person over there. Wow. Um, that, hey, by the time you're 33, and this is, was coming up on my next birthday, you're going to be pastoring a church in the a, in a southern gateway city of the United States, and was real, revealed Fort Lauderdale, which the city's name literally means fortress of praise. And oh, that's wow. what this, this city is gonna become, right? And uh, so it just giving the, the Lord some time for that word to breathe. And in fact, a friend of mine who was there when that happened, he said, Darren, don't you remember? That's exactly the same word that Sam Brassfield gave in uh, the time of Christ for the Nations. So at that point, did it feel like it was being deployed or was there still a waiting period? No, no, that's when, when things really said, set okay, into motion, go. yeah. And, um, you know, next thing you know, we, we took actually, this is funny, we took a, a little trip as a team. Uh, we had a, a missions organization at the time called Light International, still, still doing some stuff around the world with that, that entity. But we took our little team on this trip to this prophetic uh, conference because we're like, well, if we're going to go seek the Lord, let's go where the prophetic's kind of moving put ourselves in that environment, and, and true story, the, on the trip to Charlotte, North Carolina, it was like every other car that was passing us on the highway had a Florida license plate, you know, <laughs> with the, the orange on the license plate, and I would just stare at that orange, and I'd be like, Lord, is this really you? This is a huge move, because we actually helped plant a church in, in Birmingham that, that really grew and became very successful, and they wanted us to come on staff and all that kind of stuff there. And, and as we got to this conference, it was sold out like tonight, packed, you know, no one else could get into the room. And uh, we got put off in this other side seminar where they were teaching on the prophetic. And the third person in, this guy calls me out and he said, um, Stan, we're going to say some things that are either Jesus or they're not. And, and he says, what I hear over you is there's an orange in your eye. Oh, God is And so I cool. guarantee everybody in that room thought, man, this guy missed it. Not just just weeping, you know, <laughs> in the presence of the Lord. And then he said, uh, you're contemplating to move to South Florida, and the Father just wants you to know it's of him and just be wow. at peace and be at rest. Wow. So, come on. Come on. So when you're, you're exposed to those kind of things that yeah. just ruin your life forever in a good way, right? No, and it's so important because you guys, it's been 17 years and I'm sure there was, you know, especially in the first few years, there's probably some things where you had to stand. I love what Paul says, stand firm in your faith. It's not just in the Bible, but it's in your relationship of what God's told you. And so you have to stand firm. When he gives you that kind of word, it causes you to stand differently when you're like, I can leave now. I'm going to go into business or I'm going to go into another ministry. And all of a sudden you have, you're accountable to, no, God sent me here. 
And so uniquely, I have to stand even though it looks like I'm standing the opposite. You, you're hitting on something right here because I, that is exactly what happened. Mm. In fact, we ran into the guy that gave the word to us, my, our little team and I, in a restaurant right Did after that. Did you rebuke him? I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and we were talking to him, and he said, and he said a supplement. He said, you're going to need this word to hold on during your time in South Florida. And, and that's how it was. I mean, it was, this was the most difficult assignment of our lives, wow. bar none. I mean, we got taken to the end of ourselves a couple times over, which was such a beautiful opportunity to, to go to that place with Jesus. Yeah. Um, but it's what really held us because, you know, that God wouldn't have entrusted us with those kind of words and those kind of dynamic ways if there wasn't really a calling here. And so we just grabbed a hold of that. So now I'm like, I don't want any more uh, major uh, prophetic words, you know. <laughs> As you grow, right, in wisdom and maturity, you're like, I don't need that. I, don't, I know what's coming on the other side if I get one of those. So, um, but it was really what held us, Sean, honestly, for the first 10 years. And that could be a whole other story in yeah. itself, what we had to walk well, through. Well, take us fast forward into kind of the, the last few years. T tell some prophetic breakthrough stories that have happened because God spoke either through you or to your team or to your church or whatever you want to tell? I think, I think two that, that come to my mind. One, over this city that you're in right now here in Pompano Beach. I mean, this was the sleepy, rundown uh, beach uh, town in South yeah. Florida. You know, it, it was, it was the, the place that everyone made jokes about. You know, that place will never change. And we really had a word uh, from the Lord that there was going to be revitalization in the natural that would come. And that would be a sign of spiritual revitalization that was going to, you know, come behind it. And so we started saying some bold things. In fact, we, you know, became friends with even the mayor here in this area wow. at the time. He came and, and did our, our building dedication of this very property. And so I started telling him, like, hey, um, there's some stuff that's coming down the pipe for this city. It's going to look completely different, you know, with buildings and renovations and stuff like that. So we really put ourselves out there. And now all around this entire area from the beach you know, to the, to the, to the, um, to 95, you know, we're seeing just everywhere, nice. you know, revitalization in, in the city. And that was a, you know, a thing that just took some courage to really yeah. put that out there. And then we had gotten, you know, this word through Sam Brassfield, but really strengthened in our heart about what God was going to do in the region, um, not only with our church, but with, with many, many churches, mm -hmm. many, many people, many, many leaders that he had sent to this area. And we just started declaring that out, started to pray that. Um, now, you know, was there unity amongst churches that much <laughs> oh, as far as? I mean, when we first came down, it, you know, we're, this region is 2%, they say, believers, real oh. born-again Christians out wow. of 6 million people. So do the math. And then everybody, you know, there's a lot of territorialism, you know, going on. There's a lot of competition between pastors. And um, it was a very, very tough place to do ministry. So it was anything but that. So when we started declaring this, People are like, Darren, you're crazy. Like, this, this, is, this is not what's going on in South yeah. Florida. This is not what's happening. And, and we actually had um, two major leaders in the region fall, which brought, I think, a healthy humility. Like, mm. these were pretty big churches, and these guys went down, and there was a lot, loss of momentum. And, and, and the subsequent leaders that came up in those houses were starting to question, wow, even if we grow from 20,000 to 40,000, are we really making a dent in the transformation of culture here wow. in this, this region. We need something bigger than what we have to offer. We need to start coming together. So our children go to um, one of these churches, the school, and I had a, a chance to meet with that pastor. And he said, I want to get coffee with you, man. Some, something's going on that I need to talk to you about. And he started sharing his heart with me. And at that breakfast, I took the liberty and I said, listen, I got to tell you the story. And this is a guy that's 
more in a mainline flow? Wouldn't it, you know, would yeah. it be familiar with the prophetic? And I just said, told him, hey, this is what went down with us. And he just started weeping at that breakfast. Oh, wow. And he said, Darren, we got to start like seeing what God is up to here really come to fruition, start gathering some guys together. And so it started just with three of us grew to about 12, and now we have 450 pastors wow. coming together in relationship. Wow. Now, here, Crazy. It's awesome. Crazy I, stuff, man. Amazing. I went to a, a meeting at our um, city council at one point where it was kind of like city leaders came together, and there was three of us from different types of churches that came, only three. And there's, I mean, we have 9 million people and 4,000 churches, so three of us were invited. It's bizarre. And we go there, and I shouldn't have been invited because I had 200 people at the time, you know, and and we go there, and they're showing the map of the city and how everything's intersecting, and they're drawing lines, and they're so excited. <laughs> where's my hand? I'm like, um, where's the religious groups on that map? And they said, well, they're over here. They're here, and they do lots of powerful things and amazing things, but they don't do them with us. But because they're there, a lot of things happen for us, like for homeless or for foster care. But we don't know how to work with them because they don't actually work well with others. And I'm like, ah, that was like the worst testimony ever. And I was like, well, how can we change that? What can we do? And it was funny because, like, they needed disaster relief at the time. This is 12 years ago. They needed disaster relief. And they said, um, we need the churches. The religious groups are really good about letting us gather in their churches, and the fire police chiefs can come in and teach about disaster relief. But I don't think they'll actually open up to us because every time we ask them for anything, they won't do it. And I'm like, oh, you're asking me. I'll do it. I'll, I'll help ask the churches. And it was so amazing because, you know, here we come from more of a charismatic bent, but we wanted to be practical, too. We wanted oh. to actually help. And we saw hundreds and hundreds of churches gather around disaster relief and then foster care and now for unity. And it wasn't really, I'm not the hero of the story. I was just one cog in the machine of it. But I love what happens when we dream with God together. Because when we dream with God together over a region or over a nation or whatever, the outcome is always different because we start to see what he's doing at a much greater level because we have each other's eyes. So I'm so encouraged by hearing that report because I feel like you guys are... I feel momentum in this region. I feel like something is so significant. I go all over the place, but there's something really special here. So, so those of you listening on podcasts later on, come visit Fort Lauderdale. Come the on, South come on, come on. We have, a, we have a statement here at the harbor, and it, it goes something like this. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Wow. And I think, I think this is what God is doing within families on a, on a nuclear level, right? Yeah. Within spiritual communities, you know, within congregations, but within regions. And, and, and we all have a part to play, right? Yeah. We, we're, we're not the end-all, be-all to the story, but we play a part, and we need to find who we are in our identity and bring that fully to the table. And you mentioned, you know, uh, cities, you know, taking notice of churches actually bringing value to problems. Yeah. And we hear the, the whole Church United thing kicked off just before two major tragedies uh, happened mm -hmm. here, the shooting at the Fort Lauderdale Airport, mm -hmm. and then, of course, the Stoneman Douglas shooting. That was the biggest shooting in, in, in a, a yeah. public school in, in our nation. And for the public, you know, for the, the one at the airport, we were, able, we were able, as Church United, to pay for all the medical bills oh, for wow. these families that were affected wow. that were here just visiting the region. In one day, we took up all the money wow. to pay for the medical bills of these people, and that really got everybody's attention. And so when Stoneman Douglas transpired and that went down, which was a tragic day on Valentine's yeah. Day of all days, we were able to gather 4,000 people to begin to pray for the healing of our community and wow. just begin to minister to the, to the teachers and to the students and to the kids over in that area. And, and no one church could have done that. No yeah. one church could have made that happen.
that's amazing. Could you guys imagine 17 years ago when you came that it would take this long, but that it would get here? Yeah. Those two things. It takes longer than we think sometimes, but that you're at the beginning of something. It's like the foundation of what you believe for all this time. And for someone listening, you know, if God gives a word, he's, he's not a man like us, right? He, he yeah. tells the truth, and what he says is going to come to pass. And you know that in your heart, and it's been confirmed in several different ways, right? Hold on to that and be faithful to it because it's worth it. It's worth it, even if you feel hidden, even if you feel alone, even if yeah. you, you, you're not seeing what you know is to be true. Trust me, in God's timing, it will be that way, right? And I think and really most of, the, most of what's going on is he's working on us. Yeah. He's working on our hearts, right? Because he wants us in it for the long haul. He doesn't want, because I remember when the Lord spoke to me, he said, Darren, you've been tried in, 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 or tested in your trials, but your greatest testing will come in your, your success. Wow. And I think that he's, he's really fashioning a, a leadership with character that will be able to handle, right, the success that God, that God will breathe upon the church in these, yeah. in these days, in this time. And so he's well, shaping our hearts. That kind of leads me into one more thought because we have a little bit more time. And I just want to ask, and I'm not sure you can share this, but I think I want to ask it anyways. Because for every, every purpose, there's always provision. One of the themes of this season of Exploring the Prophetic is Breakthrough. And not just a cliche word, but actually there's moments that God comes in and we have resources or relationships that wouldn't have happened if he didn't speak them or give us faith. So you guys needed a place to meet, and we're in this beautiful building that has revival history. Can you tell some of the story of that? Yeah, it's just, you know, down here we talked about how the, the, there's struggle with facilities, and it's, it's very, very difficult for church planners to, to find a location just to gather. A building's only a tool. It's, yeah. uh, we are the building of God, right? We are yeah. the living stones. But it's, it's a tool that's needed. And so we had a young girl um, that in the early years got transformed in one of our meetings. I mean, really impacted. In fact, I, I looked out and I could see it happening on her life. Wow. Her dad was a major businessman in the region, a big-time developer. He knew all of kind of what was going on in the region related to buildings and facilities. And so he was keeping tabs on us as the harbor, you know, asking, Carrie was her name, how we're doing, how's things going at the, at the church. And she said, Dad, God's really starting to move at the harbor. They're starting to grow, you know. And, and people are coming, especially young people. A lot of young people are getting touched. And, and so he was really inspired by that. But she says, Dad, I think they're going to need a new facility because the place we were in, we just couldn't hold any more people. And so he had heard about this very property here that they were going to put on the market. They were going to sell for a, a, a lot of millions of dollars, you know. And, and they discovered that the old chapel on the property was on the historic registry, so they couldn't tear down that building. Mm. And so it hindered the property from going to sale. And so he went to a guy on the board that he knew that was a banker, and he said, hey, why don't you consider the harbor, you know? And this was a denomination that had oversight of this campus. And the guy asked, well, are they of this denomination? And he said no. And they said, well, we've never done that before. Let me just ask our committees and see what they think. And so I didn't even know, but six months went by. This is crazy, man. I'm in Moravian Falls, North Carolina. I end up going to a church that's up there. And uh, this guy that was pastoring at the time, he called us out in this meeting. This is just another kind of cl clincher of what the Lord has spoken. He said, he said a bunch of things about South Florida, not even knowing we were from there. And he said, hey, by the way, when you get back, the tool that God wants to give you is going to be waiting there and ready wow. for you. So I get back and I get this phone call from uh, Mr. Rowley, this guy that was, was our advocate. And he said, hey, listen, Darren, you're never going to believe this. I went, went and told this church about you guys. And they went through their 12 committees. And, and now they want to make a site visit to come see you guys and what you're up to. 
And I was like, wow, Lord, this is unbelievable. And so the guy came to one of our Friday nights, and he came in a suit and tie, and he was, he was looking around, and I could tell he was very unfamiliar with the kind of environment that was going on in there. In fact, I was like, Lord, please, like, calm everything down in here. <laughs> Don't please, let us Lord. ruin it, God. <laughs> please, Jesus. We're so close. And he answered my prayer to the opposite of my request, you know. More tears, more all kinds of stuff, you know. And so the guy, when he left, Mr. Raleigh told me that a tear started to run down his face. And he said, are you okay? And he said, I'm more than okay. And he said, what's going on? He said, listen, I lost all three of my kids to the South Florida culture. Wow. It ate them up. And he said, if this is what young people are doing on a Friday night, I'm pushing this thing through. Yes. Come on. Yes. That is so and awesome. so he, he got up on that Sunday in his church, told the story. They took a congregational vote, 100% agreement, and we were given permission to use this campus. Isn't Ooh. that amazing? Come on. So here's, so good. here's how I want to end this together because people, of course, can um, go on your website, and we'll have that listed for the Exploring the Prophetic Crowd. But um, I want you to pray that the tools that we need to love well and to do our destiny would be it. given to us. Because this was such a tool. And I think this is just a small part of the tool for you guys. I feel like there's a real estate anointing that's going to come on you guys wow. to own and to be deeply rooted in the community because of the ownership of the significance of it. So I prophesy that to you. But I want to I just pray that this, this measure of the tool that's been given, that those who are here tonight that need tools that you need specific in the natural things to fulfill what God's put in the spirit over you. And those who are listening online, I want you to pray that over them. Let's do it. Father, thank you that you are such a loving dad and that you care about your sons and daughters. Yeah. That you had purpose and intent in your heart for us, for all this, those that are listening, even before we were fashioned in our mother's womb. Lord, you had design. You had purposes that, that were beyond anything we could ever even imagine, even anything we could ever ask for. And we thank you that you are, um, through the prophetic, bringing that encouragement to the heart of multitudes in our nation and around the globe that have been born for such a time as this. And I'm asking God that you would do something so profound in this generation with the prophetic, Lord, that is aligned with your heart, that it would spark something so big and so able to glorify your son to the worthy that he is due that honor, that we would see it in this generation. Lord, let even the little tidbits of my story just be a, 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 a speck on the map of the greater things that you want to do in so many lives that are hearing this very prayer. Lord, we ask it. We ask it in the matchless, wonderful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you so much for being with us tonight, opening your church and telling us your story. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, man. Love you. Did you know we have a YouTube channel called Bulls Ministries? And on that YouTube channel, we have new content. It's a video show that comes out episodically every Monday called Your Prophetic Journey. And it's a lighthearted take on some really tough subjects like night terrors, interpreting dreams, signs and symbols, what to do when your kids are having nightmares, these kinds of things. We're going to tackle huge subjects and we're going to do it with you. And it's already available. There's already a lot of episodes on there. You could watch it. You could subscribe to it. You could share it with your friends, but come onto our YouTube channel and join the conversation now about how you're growing in your prophetic journey. Share your stories and also hear ours. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. 
I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles. 